All right, everybody, we're going to get back at it this week, um, putting some more fiber on this yarn that we were spinning during last week's episode. Still on the same wheel, we're going to be hand carding again. Uh, seems like we're still dealing with the same wind that we were having problems with. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Got a second cut here we can lose. We gotta cart it up and get going. Bum, bum. Looks like we got more veggie matter on this piece. We had some issues with veggie matter last week. We like those girls to enjoy their lives, so we are okay with this wool coming off just a little weathered and worn as long as uh, they get to do what they want. So, we will make concessions. They're pretty good sheep. Alright, so we're going to start right here. We're going to get at it. Nice. Good lad. All right. So we're drafting this. And we're holding back that wool. Thinning it. Feel a thin part there that I'm afraid we're gonna break. We'll see. Mm. Now it's on, so didn't break. This is pretty thick. Let's thin that a bit. Ended a little too much there. We'll see if that makes it. I like spinning thick yarns, but I am not any good at it. I try to keep it a little thicker, but I always end up with like a fingering weight. Um, if I tried thin, it'd be a lace weight. I don't think I'm under that. Like. I don't think I make smaller than that even when I'm doing thin, unless I really, really wanted to. But that would take a lot better fiber prep because uh, I'm doing kind of a uh, converted or a, whatever you call it, like a half um, half woolen prep or an alternate woolen prep. It's not a full woolen, and it turns out looking pretty worsted. But uh, I don't know how you do a long draw without having stuff looking worsted, because that's what happens with me when I do a long draw, is it uh, comes out really worsted. All right, now this isn't much we're putting on this card, which is fine. But we're going to be turning around and carting more really quickly.
we need to start loading this cub further to the back because I've been kind of uh, loading it up in the middle. But as it gets larger, we kind of need to keep the weight back by the support. If you've ever wondered, that's the reason for the shape of the cob, is you want the greatest amount of weight right there where it's being held well. And uh, as you get further out away from the support, you really want to lighten up the load. So you load it up back there, and every now and then you come forward with it. Load it up back here. And all right, now we want to take probably this bit here. It's pretty wool. But it's in a weird place on the fiber, like in the coat. We will uh, see how it cards out and drafts on. Now, because I'm using two hands, I can leave this a little more dense when I'm carding it. I'm hoping I don't have to pay for that as I'm drafting, but my instinct says we'll be okay. This is a nice day for it. The sun would be shining directly at the camera currently, um, but it's behind the clouds, so it's not doing too bad. I hope our luck holds out. giving it a nice salt and pepper look on the cub. Now that won't come through too much in the knitting because to sustain that look through to the knitting I would have to uh, do another of this kind of frosted uh, uh, another quill of this wool that looks kind of frosted and peppered with their um, gray and uh, apply these two together then I'd have to go back and I would have to find two other um, balls that are made that same way so the fact that this you know like one sixth of what is going into the knitting is going to be frosted a little bit isn't actually going to show up 
it's going to be hard to pick it out even when you know it's there because there's going to be so much darker wool that this isn't really going to come through, believe it or not. All right. All right, so now what we want is uh, some of that, some of this. And that should do it. Got some funny looking tips there. Also have some veggie matter. Or did. have to be picking a little bit of veggie matter out this run. We will see how it goes. Alright, now this is more densely compressed, so I'm going to have to do a little better work with my drafting. Wind on near the back. Go further. Hmm. Yeah, I did come a little more forward that time. Because we don't want just a knob back there. But, uh... So... Every time we draft, this uh, veggie matter that we're worried about is coming to the outside of the yarn, and then it's easy to pick it off, which is nice. Hmm. 
Alright, now we kind of ran that the full length. I'm going to take a hand wellness break. My fingers are tingling a little bit. I don't want to push it. Normally, that's not an issue when I'm spinning by myself. But I must have tension in my shoulders since I'm trying to keep this open to you guys and stuff. When I'm in my living room and I'm watching a show while relaxing and spinning, uh, my hands just go and go and go. But if I'm doing something where I'm thinking too much about the drafting or if I'm worried about the air, like the tension in my um, shoulders will constrict nerves and flow and... I'll have more tingling in my hand, which isn't great. All right, it's coming out nicely. I think we'll do one more card. And then call it, and uh, yeah, now that takes us, we're almost out of, we're definitely out of winter, we're almost out of uh, March. It'll start getting a lot hotter soon. But there's going to be a lot of green, green grass for those goats. And sheep, and that'll be nice. We always like to see them eating well. All right, last little bit we'll take. I say, yeah, from here is good. Let's see what we got. Um, here's a second cut I want to get rid of. I say, just yeah. Throw this one on and we should be good. Now, it does look like there's quite a bit of edging matter. But we can deal with that. It's not a big deal. It's a nice couple locks of wool, so it's worth piddling with a little bit of grass or whatever it is that these sheep get into. this well at all so we're going to be dealing with quite a bit of compression that we're going to have to handle in the drafting but I am fine with that if you are because that's what this is for is to illustrate got a veggie matter alright so again I'll have to take both ends so that it's not blowing all around.
So I don't know if we ever talk specifically about these wheels, but what I'm uh, what I'm treadling at is a seven to one ratio because of the size of the drive wheel and the size of the um, sprocket up top. The difference between them is uh, you know seven to one. So every time I treadle, it um, moves the spindle seven times around. However, um, if you're used to using like a flyer wheel, um, that's not that high of a ratio because a treadle wheel or a uh, flyer wheel has to have a good amount of um, weight to the drive wheel so that it can push that treadle and can work against the brake band and did I say push that treadle? I meant um, so that it can spin that flyer, which is also weighted, and it can hold against the brake band, which is actually creating drag on purpose. And then you're also um, going against the fact that um, your tensioner to keep your belt tight is also... Um, slowing things up and creating drag. And the way you overcome all that is by a heavy drive wheel. Now that's great, but the heavy drive wheel means a large treadle and more effort. And how that um, manifests itself is that you cannot just like tap your foot like this at a rate. It's more like this. So when you have a 10 to one ratio like this, you're actually adding last switch and this is fast for a flyer wheel but you're actually um, adding a lot less twist than a seven to one at this and so because this design is an ultralight design where the uh, wheel hardly weighs anything I mean the whole setup lays weighs less than six pounds but your drive wheel is just a fraction of that and so you can um, treadle like you're tapping your foot and you're adding a lot of um, twist, even with a lower ratio. Of course, you can put a higher ratio on here because um, we can make a much smaller spindle than that. The issue is when your cob gets bigger than your spindle, and a lot of you who listen to the show have probably heard this before, so it's a recap. But for those of you who haven't heard, when your cob gets bigger than your um, spindle pulley, then you have greater resistance against the spindle than the drive wheel is applying to it. And what happens then is that there's more of a, more of a force trying to create that belt to slip than uh, when you're spindle pulley is larger than your cop. So the larger you keep your spindle pulley, the more grip and grab you have against the spindle, and there's never any slippage and stuff. Um, and again, this is a 7 to 1. We can drop it down to... Um, or Yeah, we can increase the ratio you know, up to 10 to 1 or 15 to 1, and then it's really humming along. But uh, you got to know what you're doing drafting because it's... It's locking that twist in before you can pull against it. So, anyways, that's just a uh, tip. And uh, when I'm done, I go ahead and 
put the foot band, the footman under, and then I wind up the drive belt and I put it on the back. I either rest it right behind the spindle pulley there where I can carry the wheel like this, or I can even slide it down the uh, stem and back. But this is how the wheel travels as you carry it right under the uh, upper receiver. And uh, there's no need to fold it up. You just hang it like this and uh, you're on your way.